Hey there, this podcast is titled Stop Aging Now. It's for entrepreneurs. It's for those of you who want to get to the next level. We're going to be teaching you about the seven secrets of health. This is an incredible podcast that can transform your life, your relationships, your energy that you can invest in your career to take your opportunities to the highest level possible. Stay tuned to the very end, an amazing offer by visiting stopagingnow.7pillarscoaching.com. Stay tuned. You're going to hear amazing guests and yours truly, Dr. Nick Delgado, take you to the very next level. Your mindset, your sleep, your ability to improve your diet, your exercise, what hormones, how to balance them, all of this and more. Let's listen in. We're here with Mary Lagan. We're going to talk to you about love, but more importantly, how to direct that love, how to find that special person. And if you do have that special person, how to keep that special person interested, excited. And I always say that it's more fun to be with an intelligent person. Have you ever hung out with a person where it's kind of like, you make love and it's great. And then after there's like nothing to talk about. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mary, you know, between your and my, uh, we won't put our ages up, but, uh, you Please know, not. We, we've, we, we've lived uh, a couple centuries here, but <laughs> a couple decades, at a least few, a few lifetimes within a lifetime. Honey. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I think our experiences, you know, just, just because we, we work through and help other people. It's, it's just been a delight and it's been like the ultimate roller coaster. And, and for those of us who have low cortisol production, which those of you science nerds, that means I live off adrenaline. So some people say, well, you really enjoy drama. And I said, well, not that I enjoy drama, but I do attract drama. There is no doubt about it. <laughs> and so I get my little cortisol rush when I'm in the midst of, of drama and excitement. Yeah, we, we always have to acknowledge somebody who does something with, 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 passion and you do everything with passion. So yeah, you're going to have a lot of energy around you. Yeah. And, and Tony Robbins once said when he aligned his values, he had passion at the top of his list. And later he shifted it further down the list because it got him to a little bit too much, uh, <laughs> shall we say challenges and problems. Yeah. And I, I heard that and I, I, I kind of took that to heart, you know, because for me, health is like my number one value. But he said, you need to retire that as your hall of fame because it's who you are. There's health is always going to be, you know, everything yeah. you do. So you don't have to focus on it. It just it just does, you know, every day morning, you know, I have my routines and through the afternoon and evening. So, you know, that seven pillars of health serves me well and I can depend on it where I find the excitement is kind of that emotional, particularly with Valentine's Day. I mean, what was that yesterday or day before yesterday? yesterday? Oh, it was mm -hmm. yesterday, right? Because see, I was at the Super Bowl. Can you check out my shirt? I was at the Super Bowl <laughs> on Sunday and they had this big party downtown. And I, you know, I, I was vicariously, uh, I would have been there, but I, I had my handful with a 10 foot snake loose in the house. And, and I called my son, Roman. I said, Roman, your, 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 your snake is loose. 
And I said, he's loose. And she goes, no, it's not a he, it's a she. And he always has to remind me, and it's called Pikachu. So I looked around. Fortunately, the first place I looked down, I see a tail. And I like, you know, try and wrap. It's wrapped around down underneath. And I'm like, okay, how do I unwind this? Get to the talk show in time and get my son in the car and uh, drop him off and then, you know, come to the, the studio. So I'm here. I, I can't say how, but uh, the snake's safe. Every, every Pikachu's happy. Um, and, and, and Roman, he's, he's got his, his fresh whole foods that I picked up. I, I went to, um, a fermented farms and I got this like sprouted lentil soup. It's, Ooh, that it's sounds so great. good. Oh my gosh. Mm. And then I, I, I went to a Mexican restaurant next door and I ordered, uh, beans cooked in water, frijoles de la olla. Mm. And I got a big 32 ounce of it. And for him, I got the rice cause he likes rice and I got some salsa and, and, and some fresh avocado and things. And I got him some boba. He likes boba, like mango and strawberry boba. Mm. So, so he, he, he's, he's, he's happy right now. And, and since he's recently elected to go more plant-based, it's, it's just so much easier in the family. Cause you know, I love to cook, but you know, he'd like, Oh, I don't want this. I don't want that. But mm-hmm. after a while, he liked a lot of things I was making. And over time, he, he kind of gradu- gra- graduated well, over. It's, it's really just acquiring taste for things, you know? So... Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you, you have to have a little bit of a sense of how do you flavor and spice mm-hmm. things? Cause when you're learning to do it without sugar and, and, uh, not much salt and without oil, you know, there's a little bit art to it. So, you know, yeah. it, 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 it's good. It's good. And, right. you know, when I wrote the book, Mastering Love, Sex and Intimacy, you know, for me, and I think most people write books because it has something to do with something that happened in their life. And, and for me, Usually. You know, I think because passion was my number one pursuit, you know, I, I was pursuing that excitement and that high that that finding that significant other, you know, brings to you. And then, you know, I, I realized that sometimes people you're compatible with aren't always, you know, from an intimacy standpoint, always the best life partner either. So it's rare when you get both. I think Tony it Robbins really is. is pretty lucky. He found a Sage who, who seems to meet that passion part, but also she's intelligent. She's sharp. So for mm-hmm. them, they seem to be the perfect couple. Um, I remember when Becky was around, it was like a yelling match. It was like scary. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, I think she was Italian maybe. And, and he, you know, he has his passionate, you know, so they were, oof, it was, it was interesting <laughs> to be around. But relationships are what we're talking about today, right? Well, Love, it, relationships it, and it, attraction. It, it yeah. is. And, and you have some really cool, uh, relationship strategy, uh, tactics. I shouldn't call them tactics, but strategies, let's say, right. Ways to kind of really bring that excitement and that passion together. And so as people uh, join in and, and you can kind of take part in these uh, practices, uh, I know, you know, for those of you who don't know Mary, she uh, is a NLP practitioner. Uh, she helped to run Dr. Tad James, who is best friends with uh, Richard Bandler. I won't say best friends, but they hung out a lot, right? And they learned uh, each other. Basically, they learned from each other. There was a lot to learn. And so they were really monitoring Milton Erickson, um, the, the medical doctor who learned about hypnosis and, and some really elegant things, Virginia Satir and some of the early pioneers in psychology. You know, with me, I, I have an undergraduate degree uh, from USC in psychology. So uh, I learned from Dr. Frazier and others, and I studied the whole history of psychology. So for me, it was really exciting to come back full circle after I graduated from USC uh, uh, with pursuit of a degree in health science, a doctoral in health science at Loma Linda and some other universities. But 
I realized everything got back to psychology. Every time I try to kind of get off into my other field, I'd turn around and go, oh, these people aren't complying. They're, they're not following the program. They're, they're struggling. They're, they're dealing with addictions. They're having issues with their significant other. They're, they're challenged in their career. So if, if I brought up something that relates to you who's listening right now, then, then you really need to stay tuned because we're going to give you some tools and strategies that will make every day a Valentine's Day. Can you imagine that every day a Valentine's Day? Is it possible? I mean, I don't know how many single people are out there. I mean, you can kind of chime in on the chat uh, how many uh, in a a marriage or uh, you have a significant other. Regardless, uh, most people tell me when they try our product Amore and some of our intimate enhancement products, they say, I don't have a partner. So so they're depending on me to be a matchmaker. I said, I'm not a matchmaker, but I'm going to, with Mary, give you some skills here. So maybe that will make that come to true as well. Mary, what, take the floor. Tell, tell me some strategies okay. that they can apply right away. Well, the, fir- the first thing that I think people ought to understand is I've tr- I'm a trainer also of NLP, so I train other people in the technology of NLP. And a lot of great things came out of NLP. And one of the best parts of NLP is anchoring. So what is anchoring? Anchor is basically came from the idea of stimulus response with Pavlov. When he realized that if he held up a steak in front of hungry dogs, they'd salivate. And then when he held up the steak and he paired it with a sound, it was a tuning fork, actually, not a bell. And he did this a few times. He could take the steak away and just hit the bell and the dogs would salivate. Stimulus response. Well, in neurolinguistic programming, we use that ability in order to actually create states, positive states. So... You people out there who've been in love before or are in love now, can you remember a time when you felt really loved? I mean, totally loved. Now, this doesn't have to be a human being. It could be an animal. It could be your pet. But have you, if you ever, can you remember one time when you felt totally and completely loved by someone or something? Absolutely. Right? And so do you have a picture of that in your mind? Yes. Now, one event, don't run a bunch of events together, just one event. Yeah. And what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to step into your body inside that event. Feel what you feel. See what you see. Hear what you hear as you're feeling that love. That incredible feeling of being loved. By whoever it is. Yeah. Now, in that moment, you're feeling that emotion. You're not, that's not really where you are. You're in your memory. But you are able to access that feeling by simply doing that. Right? And so you can just let that feeling keep going and it'll eventually dissipate as you're doing it. But if you keep stepping back into it, you're going to feel that love. Now, one of the great things about anchoring is. You can anchor that feeling in other people. One of the problems that happens with couples that have been together for a long time, you remember when you first meet someone and you're so happy to see them and when they touch you a certain way or they talk to you a certain way, it just feels so wonderful. And you're almost like in this this high of love. What happens to that relationship after four, five, six years? What happens a lot of times, and unfortunately what happens when the love kind of wears off a little bit, is that 
the anchors that get set start to be anchors of fights or conflicts and so on and so forth. And those get to be stronger than those first anchors of love, those first feelings. So let's start with, I think Nick brought up to me about reigniting love. So you're already in love, but it's kind of wearing off. It doesn't, you don't have the spark you used to have. Some people not, say that spark know. lasts for about three months or maybe after the honeymoon. And then 10 days later, if, if they recover from the honeymoon, you know, right. it, it goes from making love every night or every morning yes. to, oh, maybe twice a week and then once a week, then once right. a month. And, you know, there's so many uh, sexless marriages and, and there's right. nothing wrong with that, but that's your best friend. That's not your, it your, is. your, your lover. It is. Well, there's a joke. You know, if you want to go celibate, get married. Oh, <laughs> ouch. But that's sad. It's it is sad very joke, sad. But sometimes true, right? Right. So one of the things that happens is that, um, and we, we have that high in the beginning, of course, but we start to set anchors that, that stop that. And what I want to teach people to do in this section is if you are with somebody that you really care about or you want to be with somebody that you're just starting to get involved with, you can continue to set good anchors with them, good feelings with them. And that's how you keep the relationship fresh like that. So one of the tricks is setting an anchor. So I'm going to teach you how to set an anchor real quick here. It has to be kind of precise, but whoever you happen to be with right now, or if it's somebody new that you're just starting to get to know, to set a really good kinesthetic anchor with them, what you want to do is to get them in a state of love, of feeling loved or feeling happy. So Mary, or, would you ask them, what would you hear when you're in love? What would you see when you're in love? What would you well, that's, feel? That's a strategy. So we're going to get okay. into that. Everybody has a love strategy, Nick. So, and the question is, so how do you know when you're totally loved? Is it the way the person talks to you? Is their tone of voice the way they look at you? Do they take you out and buy you things? What is it? And if you ask someone that, they'll tell you. Sometimes they didn't know that consciously until you asked the question. Now, if you teach the other partner to fulfill that love strategy, that person will feel loved. The thing that couples don't understand is not everybody has the same love strategy. So if you have a love strategy where it's the way they, you're touched and the person needs to look you in the eye and talk in a low voice and real soft to you, but the other person doesn't need that to feel loved, they need for you to tell them and then to take them out and do something with them or spend time with them. That's their love strategy. Then you've got conflicting love strategies. So a lot of times with couples, I will elicit the love strategies of each person and teach the other one how to fulfill each other's love strategy so they feel loved. Makes which sense. Which is really useful. <laughs> Very. Yeah. So a lot of times we, even in sex, don't we touch people the way we want to be touched? We're not always touching them the way they want to be touched. Correct. Right. So a lot of times with sex therapy, they have to understand, well, you may like it that way, the way that you're being touched, but the other person may not. The other person may need something else to to be to feel good about it. So in NLP, what we're doing is we're teaching people how to go into the model of the other person's world and fulfill that love strategy that's in their world. And it's, it, it's magical. It's really magical when you do it. So. People, for example, you know, when we've done some of these practices where you go, listen, how do you like to be touched? 
And mm-hmm. so some people say, well, I like this light touch. And they go, oh, no, no, that's too tickly. Oh, no, mm-hmm. I like a firmer touch. I really like it mm-hmm. that way. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so you really have to train your partner to know. And your partner has to be sensitive enough and receptive right. enough to to not be I, I use the word get butt hurt just because you're touching yes. them the way you like it, but right. not the way your partner likes it. So, right. so basically once you educate them and show them, and, and, you know, of course with my book, I get very, very direct about it. And that is, listen, not only is it important, how do you touch them when you're just doing a basic massage? And the problem that a lot of guys have is they start the massage, they get all excited and they quickly want to mount the woman. I'm, I'm being a little crude here, but <laughs> it's true. It's true. That yeah. True. And, 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 and he's getting excited because his cycle is within five minutes. Hers is 20 <laughs> minutes at yeah. least or longer. Yeah. And yeah. she goes, honey, does it always have to end up this way? I, I just, I thought we were going to just do a massage. Yeah. And then worse, he doesn't take into account that there's no pl- pleasure nerve endings where he's getting all the pleasure during lovemaking. Yeah. She's getting zero. So yeah. unless she does the, the standard uh, Harry met Sally and fakes her orgasm, which 95% of women have to, you're back to why would a woman even want to make love to you? Is my, is my comment. Question, huh? Right. No, they'd rather go shopping. There's been yeah. surveys. They'd rather go shopping or eat chocolate <laughs> yeah. because they're getting at least a rush from the chocolate and the shopping. And a glass get- of wine. Yeah. And they're, they're getting some excitement. So, right. so guys, let's, let's please become a master of the book, Mastering Love, Sex, Intimacy. Mm-hmm. I, I spent 26 years trying to refute my theory. And then a book came out called She Comes First. And he hit it <laughs> right, on the, right on the nose. It was so clear. If you read that book and you read my book, if you're, if you're, if you're blind, you're going to figure this out. If you're deaf and you can't hear, you're going to figure this out. Someone's got to maybe, uh, how would they read it if they can't hear? Let me think. Well, they can see it. So let's not they say they're deaf and, and, and dumb. Right. Who, who, yeah. who was that famous lady that was Helen deaf? Helen Keller. Oh, how, did she, how did she get, I mean, how did she function? She had a marvelous teacher, right? So yeah. we're, we're, yeah. Let's, just, let's just pretend that we're teaching my dumb uncle who's deaf, dumb, and blind. And we're going to go through this process. Yes. Yeah. Can well, it be done? Well, well, the process, the process is too, is, is tuning into the other person's physiology and watching the other person and picking up signs. What I notice a lot of times, not only with, with men, sometimes with women too, is they, they're not picking up the cues from the other person's physiology that it's not working or is that person's not really turned on. Well, that's uh, a that's tough really one. That's you know? a tough one. And I'll tell you why, Mary, with women, because women, sometimes when they have orgasm, it's somewhat quiet, depending on the woman. If she's making all these, like if you watch porn, which I never <laughs> do, but if you're watching a woman and she's coming in the, in these porn movies and stuff, she's screaming and yelling and this and that, that's so fake. Well, she's getting paid to do that. She's an actress. Right, 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 right. But 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 I would I would put it at a, a higher percent, maybe fifty percent. Maybe their breathing increases a little bit. Do you know? And I'm going to pose this question. If anyone gets this right in the chat, I'm going to send you a book of mastering love, sex, and intimacy. You probably won't signed need book. the book. You probably won't need the book if you know the answer to this question. But what is the only way that Masters and Johnson, the famous sex researchers, were able to identify when a woman had a full orgasm. The only way, short of EKGs hooked up to their vagina and their clitoris and everything, but I mean just from observation and or a simple method to know. 
and I never, maybe one person in an audience of 500 people gets the question uh, right. But we'll leave that as a loop open to see if anyone can get the answer to that question. So let's proceed, Mary. Okay, so we're having some fun here. <clears throat> and we are getting down to intimacy, which is the sexual part of love, right? Uh, by the way, it doesn't have to only be sexual intimacy. I think sex and love put together, lust and love, is the ultimate. Yes, 100% so, agree. Right, and, and you know, you can have love where you really love someone, but no lust. And then you can have lust, who you just want to be on them all the time, but you really don't love them. You don't have, you may not even like them. Right. The beauty of, of a, a really great, extraordinary relationship is when you have the lust, the love, and like them as people. Correct. And that comes with having the same values, being attracted sexually, of course, that really does help. And as you know, Nick, I watched that video you sent to me earlier, and, and a lot of studies are, are proving that a lot of it has to do with our pheromones. Do our, do, do Huge. Our, do our smells match? <laughs> because we are animals. We still have instinctual biological mating going on there where, that guy doesn't smell right. He looks good. He makes a lot of money. He's got a great car. He's a really nice guy. Doesn't smell right. But, but you know, it's even more <laughs> subtle than that, Mary, right? Because they did one experiment where they separated people from a glass window. They could not smell the other person. And they literally, this experiment was truly done. They had a pad of paper and a pin and they drew their blood at the same time the woman walked in and the guy walked in and they looked at the other person and they, they really, you know, basically could not smell each other. And I'm not sure if they could communicate. There might have been a microphone. That part I don't remember in the study. But some of them said, I don't know what it is, but I looked at that person. It was love at first sight. And they wrote it down. And what wasn't answered, did the other person say love at first sight at the same mm -hmm. as well? Yeah. Yeah, but what yeah, they yeah. discovered was this, there's this massive release of PEA, phenylethylalanine, which is the love hormone. It's the love of sight. So you, mm -hmm. you, you may be triggered not even by the sense of smell, it's the sense of sight. And I've been in the presence of a woman I was attracted to, and I kind of got near them and close, and truly, there was something about their scent. You're right. And it just literally almost like a turnoff. It was like, nope. And my body said, we're done, and thank you very much, and just yeah. kind of exited fairly quickly. Right. And it wasn't yeah. necessarily, I'm not saying bad breath or anything like that. It was just <laughs> this, this internal scent. And mm -hmm. it's true. And by the way, D, DHEA, which is a hormone, right? DHEA, which is known as kind of the hormone of wellness. Uh, dolphins are the only other animal that has as much uh, DHEA in their brain as we do. And they're making love all the time. Dol dolphins make love constantly, truly constantly. Yeah. I think the only other animal that makes love as often is called the bonobos love monkeys. They're constantly petting, touching, caressing, making love, constant. It turns out that that pheromone, DHEA, is at a very high level in the perineum be between the anus and, and the scrotum mm -hmm. and, and, and the lady, of course, the, the vagina and, and the, uh, the excretion area and so forth. And so you, you have this DHEA and it's a pheromone that attracts the opposite sex. But what, what the perfume company started doing is they would use that pheromone to attract other women to women because they knew they women would give compliments. So they weren't even trying mm -hmm. to attract. So most women using colognes and perfumes right. and all that and guys, they're attracting not by design, but not necessarily the sex they want unless that's what they want. 
Yeah, that's right. Well, the, and the other thing that I found interesting on that video you sent me too that I hadn't I had heard this before, but not as clear as he he put it out was the pre-ovulation cycle of a woman wow. is when men are the most attracted to them. Huge, right? Yeah. Yeah. And women are most attracted to men during that time, but. The also weird thing is, is a women more attracted to men during that time if they're symmetrical. But I had read that before. If they're what? So symmetrical, their bodies. Oh, oh, if their if, faces if, if, and their bodies need to be symmetrical. They look in good shape. Now there was a study yeah. shown that women were clearly attracted to men who, you know, were tall and had the narrow waist, the good chest. I mean, you know, the the, the features of essentially an alpha male. Right. So the this moral of the story is we are human, but we also have the biological instincts that are for mating and for picking the best mates. So um, true. Yeah. So with NLP, what we'll swing, swing back to the psychology of it. With NLP, what we're what we're working on doing is managing our states, and managing states in relationship is so important. Because it can go downhill really fast if we can't imagine if we can't manage negative states, and to keep a relationship happy and and uh, exciting and lustful, we need to keep those positive states rolling. Robert Diltz, who is one of the early early NLP creators, also along with Richard Bandler, talked about calibrated loops. And calibrated loops work like this in a relationship: you first meet. And you're setting all these positive anchors with each other where you, you move in close, you touch the other person, you do nice things for them. You're saying your voice is always sweet and nice with them. Then you get in your first argument or disagreement or you're in a bad mood and you, and you lay into your partner for no good reason. <clears throat> now, all of a sudden, you're in a negative state. You're seeing that person. You're hearing a certain tone of voice. And they may even be touching you at the same time. They have just set a negative anchor in you that you're going to respond to the next time it's triggered. So the next time, you know, then you guys kind of get over it and you get back kind of lovey, but not quite as wonderful as it was in the beginning. Then another time they come along and they come at you with that tone of voice or they look at you in a certain way that triggers that first anchor of that negative anchor and then it stacks more negatives on it. So then what happens is more and more we're stacking negative anchors instead of positive anchors because we don't know any better until, you know, somebody has taught you. And then every time you see that person or think about that person or they're coming home, you hear their car hit the driveway, you feel negative, not positive anymore. So what, what they called those were negative, negative calibrated loops of anchors. So to break that, that, that that happens in a relationship, we have to consciously stop doing that and start doing positive loops, changing them to positive loops. And the way we do that is we do that same loving, caring thing that we did in the past, and we start stacking those anchors over. But we have to consciously make an effort to do that at first. We have to be conscious about it because these negative loops are unconscious. We don't do them consciously. We don't sit down and go, oh, I'm going to ruin this relationship by setting a bunch of negative anchors with my partner. We just don't. It's an unconscious action. So in order to change it, we need to consciously change it by going, oh, what could I do to bring this, bring happiness to my partner? What do I know that they like that's going to put them in a great mood? What is it that I know they like when I look at them a certain way and really listen to them or touch them in a certain way? 
And then when they get in that mood, that happy mood again, touch them, talk to them in a certain way so that that continues to change the loops to positive loops, positive calibrated loops. I love I've it. had people that said, I don't even want to call her anymore. I go, why? You know, she's mad because I don't call her. I said, well, why don't you call her? Because every time I call her, she's yelling at me about something. Well, if you yeah. do that to your partner, then pretty soon they do not want to call you. So you can turn that around. Even if you're angry, take some time to, to handle your own personal state. And if there is an issue you want to talk about, do your best to get yourself in a calm state and talk about it instead of blasting your partner. That, that will ruin your relationship faster than anything. There is a, I, th I forget the guy's name who's done all the studies on contempt in relationships basically said once contempt enters your relationship you're pretty much done so my advice to everyone here is don't ever let it happen because once it happens it's really hard to get rid of it so maintain that way you felt about that person in the beginning remember how you felt and what you wanted to do for them now how excited you were to be with them and uh, those will set those positive anchors in people and in yourself, because in order for you to send, uh, send that love and that positivity to that person, you personally have to get into that state yourself. So both of you will be in that state. I know Tony Robbins said in his house, there's a, they have a 90-second rule. You, you can be angry or whatever or vent for 90 seconds and then you, you're done. <laughs> That's over. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and anger is a tough one. And I think yeah. that that's almost one of those things where, you know, when you reach to anger, it's kind of your front line of defense because you don't mm -hmm. want to be hurt. Right. You know, you don't want to have sadness mm -hmm. and all these things that, that tend to really well up. And, I, you know, during Valentine's Day, I had some marvelous calls from people who, who I've been friends with for years. And, you know, it's kind of fun when you talk to someone who really knows you and, and they're like yeah. a mirror to you, like to reflect back do you remember that time? And I'm like, you know, <laughs> women are so good at, you know, this memory of everything. And I'm thinking, <laughs> no, I don't remember. And then I'm thinking, oh yeah, when you got into that kind of detail, yeah, I do recall. Right. <laughs> and, and it's like, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. It was that way. Wasn't it? And, 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 you know, so, so these memories are, are either filled with wonderful, joyous, you know, occurrences, particularly for men, because men get attracted to women and women uh, essentially excite a man and then the man fulfills his, you know, planetary human desire. And most women, and I'm going to repeat it till I'm blue in the face, usually have to go and find their vibrator under the bed after the man is done and he goes to sleep and she finally pleases himself. Mm -hmm. And I've had women argue with me and disagree with me. And then when you really kind of get down to if they're if they're both being honest the truth is she's had to fake her orgasm for years and once she comes clean with that and then is open to showing him what she enjoys and how to please her and you know some guys get offended oh she wants to bring toys into the bedroom she wants mm -hmm. to bring a vibrator well I even, uh, I was sent a note and, and uh, a friend said, uh, can you go check this out? And I did. I went to one of these love shops and it was this, this little suction thing with a little tongue in it. <laughs> and it, I mean, it, it literally made oral sex to the woman. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Does it work? And I, you know, had some women buy it and say, oh yeah, it does work. And so, <laughs> so, you know, the funny thing is that, uh, we, 
sometimes the younger generation is a little more comfortable with open discussions like this. And then others just go, God, I, you know, this is too much for me. I mean, you know, my, my relationship, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be based on sex. Well, it should not be based mm-hmm. on whether, you know, you know the techniques because you really have to have that place where a woman even opens her heart up enough to even consider making love to you. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a very vulnerable. Intimacy, as you know, is our most vulnerable place. And what basically we're saying to the person when we open up that much is, please don't hurt me, <laughs> right? I'm opening up to you. I'm, I'm, I'm bearing my soul. I'm giving you my body and my soul. Please, please don't hurt me, right? Yeah. Because it's our most vulnerable time. It's very vulnerable time. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that being the case, um, you know, men don't want to admit it, but they're vulnerable too. Sure, of course they are. And and it's sometimes difficult for them because, you know, we're we're brought up in a society where we we kind of look at this and we're like, well, you know, she she, she she's got her ways, and and I just don't understand her. And and so when you're anchoring these thoughts and these feelings, these new feelings, it's a very powerful thing, isn't it, Mary? Yeah, it is extremely powerful. And I'll teach you another trick with this. Please is when you are in, in involved in wonderful sex with someone, whether it's a man or a woman, that women can do this to their man women, and men can do this to their women, is when you see them start to, to move into the orgasm, take the back of their neck and find a bone back there because then you'll be able to find it again. And when you find that bone in the back of their neck, as they're coming into that climax, press it with your finger. And, and hold it until they're totally through the climax before you release it. Wow. Okay, now that is a very important anchor for a couple. So now they're, you're at home, you're just sitting around having breakfast, and maybe things are kind of humdum. You walk around and you touch that spot with, with your partner and just reach in and give them a little kiss. They're going to go back into that feeling. That's a very strong anchor. And if you do that every time that you make love with that person, exactly that way you'll stack what we call stack that anchor it'll become stronger and stronger and the reason you pick one bone is because you that way you'll know where to do it again and how to replicate the anchor so with an anchor what happens is once you set it like that a kinesthetic anchor when you go to touch it again that'll put the person right back into state so it's kind of fun too for couples to do that so if you, you if you keep doing that then you'll kind of make a game of it you walk around and touch them and in the back of their neck, it's going to get them hot, right? So if, if you're able to trigger that feelings of love and sensuality, I know when a woman or a man orgasms, particularly there's over 30 different sites in the brain that light up. More than any other experience, right. the sexual experience is probably what, what Zirak Khan once said, the closest to coming to spirituality. It was like it is. This, it's a, this huge it's a spiritual feeling. It is. It, yeah. it, it can be so beautiful, but if there's, there's resentment and only one of the partners mm-hmm. is enjoying it and yeah. it, it just, it, things wind down to the point where, you know, you're getting back to the love languages, right? The core of, you know, he doesn't right. understand me. Well, really? Why not? And so, you know, th- this, this going back and forth, you know, I think that that being said, uh, 
life has its way of coming back full circle. And, and I, I often think that when people join us with the VIP coaching, which we're about to transition to on Zoom, um, you know, we have a number of people who have enrolled in the coaching program and we're, we're really going to get into the juicy part of it. And, and for our, <laughs> our VIP clients, we're going to replay this. Uh, certainly those of you who've been watching this on YouTube or Facebook, you know, we want you to join us. And uh, the simple link is at uh, YouTube, uh, uh, excuse me, just go to fromthedoctors.com forward slash apply and you can apply to be part of the coaching program. And then we'll, we'll kind of guide you through some exciting opportunities and learnings. And, you know, when you get the learnings of which, it's kind of the thing where you transition that into everything that's meaningful to you, right? So when you have goals, desires, and dreams to have this special person in your life, and you want to have that really good career, something you really enjoy doing, and, and you want to have the best health. I mean, I think we all want those three those three categories, right? Yeah. But why is it so elusive and so difficult? Because most people have not learned how to manage their state of mind. And that mindset and that ability to direct the mind is critical, Mary, isn't it? It's everything. It's everything. People told me I spent thousands of dollars learning what I've learned with NLP because originally I went to fix me, not to work with other people so much. And they go, well, why'd you spend all that money? What, what, what'd you get? I go, besides a great career where I get to help people, which I love, what I got was, was worth every penny was I learned how to manage my own emotional state at any time, anywhere, whenever I needed to. And once you've got that, you have the keys to the to the life you want. Really, um, I've done and I've done public speaking. I used to be afraid of it. I learned to manage that. I learned to overcome knowing that hey, if I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling kind of eh, and I have a client that I need to work with, I can't go onto a into a coaching session feeling that way. I need to change my state. I need to get into the optimum state that I need to be in to give that people, those people, everything they need to transform their lives in the way they want to transform them. Same with you, right, Mary? You don't always wake up every morning and go, yay. <laughs> Sometimes we're, we've got things going on, but we manage our state and we get our focus where we need it to go. It's a huge thing to be able to do. Yeah. And, and I, I often, I lean into music in the morning, mm -hmm. motivational tapes, some my own. And, you know, it, it gets yeah. me into that state where I'm like more resourceful. Mm -hmm. And then once I'm resourceful, I know I'm going to kind of do the things that people expect of me, but more importantly, that I, I feel good about it. You know, mm -hmm. so often we enter into a friendship or relationship or into a business meeting and, and, and we're not as resourceful as we should be or could right. be. And, and sometimes we say things that like, well, God, I shouldn't have said that. And it's like, yeah, why did I do that? I even find, I like to use the three second rule. And we'll talk about it during our, our VIP session, you know, this countdown to kind of get you into that state mm -hmm. and that uh, kind of conscious awareness, because most of us run programs, right, Mary, where we're right. subconsciously repeating certain programs that defeat us and defeat the very nature of what we're trying to mentor or pull together. So since we're at the top of the hour, we're going to go ahead. We're going to send that link out. Uh, please, uh, for those of you who've been watching, I'm just going to type in a note in YouTube and, and I think it picks up in Facebook. Maybe not. I, I'd have to have Jason check that out. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, you get some feedback. <laughs> well, 
Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, some some sometimes you know, especially family members. It's it's like okay, that that's that's an interesting thing. <laughs> oh, I, I got to tell you, chasing that snake down. This, uh, here before the show, uh, you know, when you know there's a snake with teeth and stuff and can turn on you, <laughs> you got to think about it's kind of like approaching a woman or poking a bear, right? Sometimes you, you approach that woman or, or a man who's in a bad mood, right? Yeah. You, yeah. you know, you don't know what you're going to get sometimes, right? That's and so, right. I, 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 so you have to be you, you have to be responsible for your own emotions, right? And, and, and so often people, ah, he won't talk to me, she won't do this or that. What are they doing? They're defeating themselves before before they've even given a chance, right? Yeah. And so we really have to deal with that defeated attitude and say, look, come on. It, it really well, gets to back to you, doesn't it? I think it really gets, gets to the fact that we need to own our own emotions as human beings. Uh, and in relationships, a lot of time, we're expecting the other person to, to take on our emotions. When in reality, we, we need to be able to to self-manage our, our emotional state. And if the other person does the same thing, it's a lot easier. Now, of course, we're human. Every once in a while, it's we're going to get angry or we're going to feel hurt or whatever. But to be able to experience that and then to get back into equilibrium again before you start blaming another person for your emotional state, I think is really key. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think that, you know, emotions are, are really what make us human. And without mm -hmm. emotions, we, you know, we often sit back and we go, well, you know, someday my life's going to be wonderful. Someday I'm going to be happy. And after I do the work, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to really transition, but we're going to transition right now. And we're going to make that someday happen right now. And thank you, Mary. Let's, uh, let's, let's pull it together. And, uh, okay. Thanks, everyone. Awesome. Please join us at uh, at the uh, Zoom link if you're already in the coaching program. If not, I sent a many people an email that I know personally, and we're going to kind of pull it all together. So thank you, Mary. We're going to sign off right now. Here we go. This is Dr. Nick Delgado, author of 15 books, including my newest book release, Stop Aging Now, dot sevenpillarscoaching.com. I have an irresistible offer that's beyond belief that will take your health, your relationships, your ability to perform as an entrepreneur in your work. This offer, just simply go to the stopagingnow.seven, the number seven, pillarscoaching.com, and you will see a free offer it's a $1,200 value for absolutely free to get my downloads of my four best-selling books, Acne Be Gone for Good, The Skin Condition, Acne, by Dr. Sonia Batterisi and yours truly, Dr. Nick Delgado, Blood Doesn't Lie, Mastering Love, Sex, and Intimacy, and the newest release, Stop Aging Now, The Seven Secrets to Look and Feel Great. That's right. It's a $1,200 offer, and you get it for 30 days free. Just simply enter your information. We'll send you the information to download and you get to review my books. You get to get my online courses, all of them. You get to get a Wednesday mentorship with my top VIP group that is held every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. East Coast Standard Time. Yours truly, along with guests that I've invited, 
germane to the subjects of how do you improve the quality of your sleep, how do you set your mindset to accomplish your goals, how to dramatically improve your fitness profile using my revolutionary 12-minute workout combined with flow training and stretch type yoga movements and the incredible detoxification program, the nutritional Nutrify program, the right foods to select in conjunction with the specific herbs and how to basically accomplish your goals, rejuvenate your body, the latest on hormones, peptides, all of it is in this course. And in 30 days, you'll be able to get the results that you never ever thought was possible. I guarantee these results and I'm backing it up with a free offer. Should you decide to continue, the continued program is very minimal, no more than a couple cups of coffee. And you're not gonna need coffee after you go through this program. Who's this for? Entrepreneurs, burned out housewives, individuals who wanna be peak performers in the bedroom, in the boardroom, and in general, take your relationships, your health, and your energy, and your career to a whole new level. Looking forward to helping you.